ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can email us. The email address is ignition, I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N, at sfcatholic, S-F-C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C dot O-R-G. You can also tweet at us. The Twitter handle is at SF Diocese and use the hashtag ignition to get it going. <laughs> Finally, after 319 episodes of ignition, we've been able to connect. <sighs> wow. There we go. Uh, Has that been in your head the whole time? You just no, like I never? just never, okay. I never, I never. So it's yeah. a swing and a miss on both our counts. Amen. All right. And who are we? I am Dr. Chris Bergwald. Who are we that miss these things so badly? Uh, so often. Uh, I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of, Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, my wife and I have been married for almost 18 years, uh, and we have five children. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson, priest of the diocese, now in my 12th year at... Uh, as a priest, and in my ninth year at St. Paul's Parish in White, and the Pope Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings. And uh, last week we we broke the sad news, breaking news on ignition. That we are coming to the end of Father's time on ignition as a regular co-host uh, of ignition. I now have aspirations of being a guest guest co-host. And the pays better. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Well, if I get if I come in as a guest host for one episode and you still buy me a Jimmy John's sub, yeah, yeah. then I would get one Jimmy John's for one episode as yeah, opposed to true. one Jimmy John's for, for four, four episodes. episodes. That's very true. And clearly, that's a better pace. Clearly, game. clearly, it's a more. In your I don't know favor. what math you're doing. <laughs> the odds are ever in your favor. Um, so, Father, you're remaining a priest at uh, Brookings, though, at this point, right? Oh, yes. Just busy there. Yeah, just good things are going on and just need to be able to focus on them, emphasize them a little more and uh, uh, just, yeah. yeah. And I'm getting old. Get, getting old. Oh, great uh, man, uh, just ain't what he used to be, never what he thought he was. As I said uh, at least a couple times in last week's episode, these are the things that I'm going to, to miss. But we'll have something new and different. And speaking of which, if you have ideas on, uh, maybe you have an idea for uh, a possible successor in the chair across from you. Maybe you have an idea on how we can just really uh, change up the format of Ignition. Maybe you have a idea for a possible successor to me. I don't know. Um, I'm not looking for, but maybe if you want to get rid of me too while you're at it. Um, please feel free, Father shared the email address earlier, ignition at sfcatholic.org and the Twitter handle, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. If you've got ideas how we can tweak the format, even in substantial ways of ignition, we are open ears. Love the idea of tweaking the format. Time for some self-examination. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So this seems like a good uh, time to do it, the transition with, with Father's time as a regular co-host uh, coming to an end in the weeks to come. Um, so our topic today is one that um, both Father and I are, are, are really interested in, passionate about. Because, Father, there are some episodes of Ignition. We just haven't been very passionate about the topics. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we might have. We might have just we might have just like punched a uh, punched a lunch ticket on that's, some of them. That's that's happened. I might uh, just been here for the Jimmy Johns. Not too many times, but uh, sh- certainly it has. But not today. Um, what we want to talk about today is the relationship between doctrine, church teaching, um, the truth of the Catholic faith, and our spiritual life, particularly our yeah. individual or personal spiritual life, and what the relationship is between them. And really, um, there are temptations to avoid on, on, on both sides, by which I mean it's possible to exaggerate or minimize um, either doctrine or some of the, the, the typical practices of the spiritual life, things like prayer, um, works of mercy, service, etc., outreach. Um, it's possible to exaggerate or minimize both of those things. Mm-hmm. And as is often the case, um, virtue is found in the mean, the middle, the moder- moderation. Yarp. So, Father, I really like... Go ahead. Well, what do you mean by the fact that virtue is found in the mean? Could you explain that in general for our listeners? Yeah, so it, uh, it, with many an example, things, not having to do with prayer and study. Um, dang it. No, do you have one that comes immediately to mind? Well, yeah, that uh, it's like the virtue of courage is not the absence of fear. Right. Well, so what is too much courage? Look, That'd be foolhardy. So I was just going to say, is it, are you saying you can be too courageous? Well, it's not being too courageous. It's that you have uh, a unwise uh, take on the reality and threats of a given situation uh, for which courage is required. And uh, also, or an unwise appreciation of the things at risk right. in an endeavor or action. Yep. In that case, you're foolhardy, and that's not courageous, that's foolhardy. Right. One for me that's that's closely related, but it's it is distinct from what we'll be talking about today. And so, and well, can I just finish yeah, off? Sorry. Quick? And so, foolhardy. Because I didn't. And what, my head. This isn't you. Went, you were perfectly fine. Um, foolhardy. The opposite. So, foolhardy is not courageous, and so it's a sin against courage. In the same way, then that being fearful, or overly fearful, or afraid of cat. I don't know. What right. Technical, is there? Is there I don't know term? what the formal term is. There is one. Thomas, I'm sure. We yeah. Should, yeah. Well, I mean, we could say pull pull some nimity. We've talked yeah. about magnanimity yeah, before, we have. which is a type of yep. or a species of courage. But uh, so, to be, uh, so, to be, so to be foolhardy is an extreme and a sin against courage, and so is to be overly fearful. Yep. And so they're both sins against courage in that regard. Right. For me, and, and this example is, is close but distinct from what we'll be talking about today, I have a desire to, to know. Um, we all have the desire to know, but there, there, that can, you can... Go afield, certainly in not enough of a desire, right? But you can go afield the other way, a disordered desire to know, which is which Thomas Aquinas calls vain curiosity, right? That curiosity is a sin, right? Right? Like ah, oh. and I absolutely am guilt have been guilty more than mm-hmm. once, many, many, many times, in fact, of the sin of vain curiosity. And uh, as a confessor of souls, that's one of the things that I had to learn to make the connection on is the idea of vain curiosity with also in relation to people who struggle with uh, sexual sins. Sure. That that is a, almost a type of curiosity yep. and that way of wanting a knowledge of things you're, that you should not have the knowledge of. Yep. And that appetite uh, to restrain that appetite of curiosity in one area is good then to strengthen your restraint against curiosity in other areas. Right, right, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. So 
a couple examples. I'm glad you asked, Father, um, of outside of uh, doctrine and the spiritual life of how the virtue is often found in the mean. Um, so, looking though at this particular at this this question of okay, how much of a focus on doctrine is too much? How much not enough? How much prayer? Is, in, is it possible to pray too much? Certainly it's possible to pray not enough. Because doesn't Jesus tell us to pray? Always. Without ceasing? Paul, actually. Paul says pray without ceasing? Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. Jesus say? Pray always? Oh. Well, St. Paul's one that says pray always? Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus is speaking through St. Paul yes. because all scripture is inspired <laughs> by God and useful for correction, refutation, and instruction. Paul said that too. Yep. yep. As you know. You could read, uh, you could listen to a podcast, an ignition uh, episode on the first it's, letter, uh, Timothy, as, as second, second Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, yeah. I'm Catholic, I don't remember where things are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Paul sent it, he didn't say, this is my second letter to you. Right. He's he like, hey, yo, Tim. hey, Timmy, what's up? <laughs> Been a while, buddy. How you doing? Yo, Timmy. Uh, I'm sure there's a translation somewhere out there. Yo, yo, t- yo Timmy, this is Pauly. <laughs> Episode 287, we looked at Second Timothy. Gosh, so that was a long time ago. Look up at 287. Um, we had also... Uh, but there we just talked about how all scripture is profitable uh, for instruction, refutation, and correction. 275, we talked about the first letter to Timothy. Timothy, excellent. By the way, real quick on uh, uh, contemporary Did you? paraphrases. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, one I love, it's a really, I don't like paraphrased translations. But, but this one, one really gets this you. This was... Um, I don't remember what the translation was. Matthew 16. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for you are rocky, and on this rock I will build my church. You are rocky? Rocky. And so I've used that in presentations on papacy, and Jesus said, you are rocky, and Simon responded, yo. Well, of course, and there is a Pope, Adrian, David, thank yeah. you so much. Yes, there is a Pope Adrian. Yeah, there's several Pope Adrians. Like at least That's like right. five or six. Yeah. Totally forgot and that. So, anyway, yeah. How many Popes so far, Adrian hey, are there? <laughs> Fourth, fifth, sixth. I'm up to a Pope Adrian the, pope Adrian the Sixth. Oh, and one of those was an English Pope. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Hadrian, sometimes you see um, alternate translate, or... Yeah, pronunciation or translation, spelling. So Rocky had a lisp? <sighs> uh, we're not talking about Rocky today. I, I brought him up, though. It was my fault. Well, I got us off the... Why do we get onto this? Uh, Scripture? T- translations of the... Yo, oh, Timmy! Did, did Jesus Bali. say that we should pray? In that whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, or without ceasing. Yeah. All right, so... So how much prayer is enough? How much... <laughs> is that where we were? I think so. Okay. Um, about this much. <laughs> yeah, tell me exactly how much, how long do I, how much do I need to pray every day, Father? You're a priest. <laughs> tell me. Let's find out. One, two, three. Three. <laughs> three. That was a mimic of the Tootsie Roll Pop commercial hey, from the 1980s, yo, 90s. Hey, Mr. 80s. Owl. Yep. Mr. Is this how Mr. Turtle? I oh, think Mr. so. Mr. Turtle, how many looks is I don't know. Ask Mr. Owl. It's a good commercial. It is. YouTube Those were the days. Those were the days. Um, doctrine of the spiritual life, Father. Doctrine of the spiritual and life. The spi- doctrine and, doctrine the, and the spiritual Our topic life. for today. Uh, doctrine of the spiritual life. So uh, the importance of studying Christian doctrine is 
uh, without doubt, important and vital to growth in the spiritual life, but it cannot replace the spiritual life, and nor can one's spirituality uh, come to eclipse uh, the importance of doctrinal life. So we go ahead, sir. No, we need both. Yeah, you we. We'll explain this. We'll unpack this. It's taken half an episode to get to this point. Um, we'll, quite half. We're going to, not quite half. Uh, we'll explain and unpack this as we go. But the, the point is we need to always be progressing in both. Um, Bernard, St. Bernard has this great, with spiritual life in general. Um, if we're not moving closer to God actively, we're moving further Farther away. away. Yep, yep. Uh, so I think- the, Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> The metaphor that I always, it's like going up a down escalator. You have to keep oh. moving or you will never get closer to the top. They made some music videos like that, I'm sure, in the 1990s, I'm sure they 2000s. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's, that's a great uh, description. You have to keep going. Although at the same time, uh, you could also go for the elevator option. <laughs> Which is what? St. Teresa Zoo, her little way. Right. That yeah. the mountain of perfection is too high for me to climb by my own power, yeah. the going up the down escalator. And so I'll simply ask and beg our Lord for right. him to carry me up to the heights where he abides. Amen. Yep. So we need to be growing in both. Right. So what- which is which is natural to human relations. And so here's a place, do we call this uh positive theology in this regard? But that from our own or is this analogy of being? I don't know these things. These are fancy titles. Know. I'm Wait, just throwing them out. See what you have to um, say. So from our human relationships, we know what's true in our human relationships gives us insight for what's true in the divine spiritual relationship with our Lord. Right. Yep. So in our human relationship, if I have a relationship with a false Dr. Bergwald, one that whom in his vanity, reference to episode Last 319, uh, that he portrays to the world, this is who Dr. Bergwald is, and I never really get beyond that, I don't really have a relationship with Dr. Bergwald. Right. Right. So we have to, so for us, if, if our desire is maybe we focus more on prayer of the spiritual life. Um, well, to pray means to, to know and love God. But if I, if I'm going to know and love the true God, then I need to know the truth about him. And that's where the doctrine of God comes in. Another way of just saying what father just said. Right. Um, conversely though, my knowledge of God is not to remain at a level of abstract, purely intellectual awareness. Right. I'm thinking here to uh, a spiritual directee from the past of mine. I've talked with them about using this example in an anonymous way. It's not violating any confidence. But they were talking to me about how they had a beautiful experience of, in prayer of an intimate, clo- intimate encounter <clears throat> of you know, the Eucharist is real. This is really Jesus. Jesus is really here in the Eucharist. And this is amazing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're going off. And so, so did you thank Jesus? Oh, no, I didn't. Why don't you thank Jesus right now for his Eucharist and for revealing to you the reality of his Eucharist? Okay, yeah. And so just took a moment there in direction for them to pray and thank Jesus for their, uh, for Jesus being close to them in the Holy Eucharist. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just about remaining in that place of understanding. Right. It's, but it's also, and it's also not just in the place of the feelings, because yep. if I'm just going on my subjective experience and never grounding my subjective experience back in the objective revelation of God, of scripture, tradition, the sacraments of the church, then I'm just going in relationship with myself. Right. Right. That's what it is. It's not really God. It's just no, me. No, yeah. which I think we call narcissism in a sense. Yes. But um, yeah, there's a beautiful scripture verse uh, that from James chapter two, which... Uh, for I and some priest friends, this has kind of been a mantra 
for us in our Christian life. And just, uh, you know, cause, um, as younger priests, uh, coming about after the catechism, after Veritatis Splendor's publication, after Pastoris Dabuvobis and kind of the refreshing, uh, priestly formation by, uh, Pope St. John Paul II, uh, there can be a tendency to maybe identify ourselves solely in terms of like orthodoxy, knowledge, and doctrine. Right, right. Uh, and so the, the verse that kind of would be our little mantra that way is James chapter 2, verse 19. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble. Read it again, can you? You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe that and tremble. So the demons, in a, a certain sense, we could say that they're orthodox. Right. They have a right knowledge of God. Right. Right. They know God with an angelic knowledge, although albeit fallen and I'm sure corrupt and becoming more corrupt. Or, I don't want to know. I'm not that passable. Anyways, that's a different topic. But certainly corrupted, I'm sure, by their fall and right. rebellion in some regard. Uh, but they do have an angelic knowledge of God's self. Right. Right. And yet, obviously, <laughs> that's... They're in doubt. hell. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what we're talking about at Ignition today is damnation. <laughs> well, no, it's an important thing. It is. Uh, just real briefly, if, in case you're tuning in, um, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And this is Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. Uh, we're talking today about the relationship between doctrine and the spiritual life. Uh, if you've got questions about what we're discussing or ideas for future, future episodes, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet at us, Father using the Twitter handle at SFDiocese and start it up with the hashtag Ignition. Nice. And also, uh, this is my, we're getting close to my, uh, this is my penultimate recording session. Yep. And in my last seven uh, new episodes of Ignition before my, before I'm sent off to pasture <laughs> at the Agriculture College of South Dakota State University. <laughs> and uh, just to get fattened up for market. But if there's any things that you want to have topics for, to hear Dr. Bergwald and I riff on, again, towards your last chance to put those suggestions in, people. Yep. If you have ideas how to change the uh, format of the uh please submit them. Again, we're talking today about the Stay relationship between doctrine and... Yeah. I want to... Although some people some people do comment, most of them positively, actually, Father, on on the, uh, the banter that the banter. we discuss, uh, uh, describe sometimes as witty. Um, if Who least, describes it as yeah, witty? We do. Okay. So James chapter two, verse yeah. 19 and the demons in hell. Cause we were talking about that and how that ties in again with, uh, the interplay between doctrine and the spiritual life. Right. Right. So just having the knowledge enough does not save. Right. Knowledge does not save. It's love of God and the love of God abiding within us. That does save. So, um, Concretely, and we've got plenty of time here left today to unpack this. So, what what are some tips? Yeah, I'm sure you know people um, uh, on both ends of the spectrum who minimize doctrine, mm-hmm. who minimize the prayer. You already gave a, an anonymous example. Um, what are some tips as a confessor of souls yeah. to help us avoid um, all the possible temptations here? Uh, well, all the temptations can be avoided by <laughs> you can't avoid all the temptations, um, but. Uh, you know, I think one thing that comes to mind would be, what's your tendency? Right. Uh, so we talked at the beginning about how virtue is in the mean. Yep. Okay. And our Lord wants to bring us to the mean. Our Lord wants to bring us to the truth. The enemy will want to uh, try to amplify our tendencies right. and exaggerate our tendencies to drive us further from the mean. 
Uh, he's probably not going to have you go from like one side of the mean through the mean to the other side. Yep. He's probably going to just drive you towards the extreme of your side. Right. So if your tendency is to be more intellectual, to intellectualize things, to not be uh, in touch with uh, your emotions and not to be in touch with your lived awareness of the presence of God, then he's, the enemy is going to want to try and push that. Right. If your tendency is to have little concern for doctrine, the enemy is going to want to have, make you have even less concern for doctrine, you know, and say, oh, just so we love God, that's all that matters. Right. You know, we, yes, but who is God then? We, we still need to know who God is. Uh, and what love is, what it means to love him in return, and what he says it means to love him in return, in order that we could have that right love of God. Right. And so, what's my tendency? No, the enemy is going to want to exaggerate my tendency. Does that make sense? It does. So, I know. And, and, we talked about this in the scruples episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. This principle. Um, so, for me, certainly the temptation is um, to intellectualize the faith. Surprise, surprise. surprise. Wow. Shocking, but true. Um, news update. Uh, and so for me, the, the, the area that I have to focus on, what requires, uh, my attention, what requires intent intentionality on my mm -hmm. part is to be attentive to grow my prayer life, a regular yeah. consistent and deepening in my prayer life and my awareness of God as not just an idea, right. but a, a personal reality who right. is present to me and loves me. Right. I, I don't just know him. Um, he first knows me, but he loves me, and I, he desires not just my awareness, knowledge of him, but my love of him. So not just proclaiming in my best Latin uh, or Greek, Christus resurrexit and uh, Christos anesti, right. uh, but rather Christ is risen and Christ is here in my daily life. And this is how I've encountered Jesus Christ in the past 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, I'm glad you said that because that's, you know, I, I, had, I had shared before uh, we recorded an, uh, an instance in my life just that happened uh, in the last week as we're recording this of where I was able to, I had a response, an emotional response to something, and I was able, by God's grace, to step back and see where the Lord was present and what he had to teach me. That's newish still for mm. me. Right, right. Um, to be aware of how in everything that I do, Christ is present every in every moment, every circumstance, every person. What does he have to say to me? Every step you take, <laughs> every breath, <laughs> I'll be watching you. Sorry, Sting. Lo loving. That's Sting or the police? Uh, police. Police. That's police. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jesus is present to me in every moment for me to be aware, not just intellectually of that, but to experience that desire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be and to be open to that in in whatever way that looks right. But then that still has to be in union with the true teachings about uh, of of who God is and who Jesus reveals God to be in the scriptures and who God and who Jesus in His humanity reveals our own humanity. Right. Right. In that regard. So on the other side, to me, um, again, this is not my uh, natural tendency or temptation, but just visiting with others. Sometimes we can focus on. Well, I I, I know the church is teaching. You know, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've read the catechism or whatever. So right. now I just need to be attentive to my prayer life. Well, you do need, we do need to be attentive to our prayer life. But again, if I want to love him more, I need to grow in my knowledge of him as well. Right. And also how I'm applying that knowledge, which is wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom is practical reason. Wisdom is knowledge that's applied in that regular way. Um, yeah. And so it, there's really not, a, now at the same time, like we say love is necessary, for, like what's necessary for salvation? 
the state of grace, yep. the indwelling, indwelling presence of the presence of uh, indwelling, indwelling power of the presence of God. Right. Uh, that's what's necessary for salvation. So I don't have to have uh, a Thomas Aquinas or let alone a Joseph Ratzinger, let alone a Chris Bergwald knowledge of the faith. I just need to, you know, believe in Jesus Christ and receive the sacraments in faith. Right. And always, does, I mean, to me, the bottom line is with both uh, our prayer life and our doctrinal formation, mm-hmm. do I desire to grow in both of them? Right. And am I am I concretely seeking, taking steps to grow in my prayer life and to grow in my knowledge of God and what he's revealed to us? Yeah. And that's, I think, where you can get in that problem of people thinking, well, I've learned enough. Right. Or I've done enough. Uh, I've learned it all in confirmation in Catholic school, and so therefore I don't need anything anymore. Right. Um, one of our students had a great kind of a great statement to me this year, just a beautiful compliment for our work at the Newman Center, where he said, "You know, I went to to K through twelve Catholic school, and I learned a lot about Catholicism, <clears throat> but now I feel like I'm learning what it means to be Catholic." Mm. You know, and how it's just. A, beautiful uh, reflection on his part right uh to say that just that um and and that embracing of their catholic identity and this is also what we're talking about because in our information age i think one of the things that's exemplified in information age is just this great knowledge of but not always the living out right you know and some might even have like a knowledge of spiritual things or doctrinal things but don't actually live them either right you know, I can just, I can tell you all about St. Therese of Lisieux and I can tell you all about St. Thomas Aquinas, but, you know, can I tell you in the last 24 hours where I encountered the love of God and Jesus Christ for me moving my heart to make an offering of love in return to him? Right, right. And that's that's the key. And you can do that at every stage. Right. You, you, know, can, you, you train your children to be uh, attentive to the love of the Father for them in their daily life. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so Father, we got about a minute and a half left to go. I think one thing, especially today, you know, in our diocese, the national church, we've been talking more about the importance of evangelization and discipleship. Yeah. And so that, that, that proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ, um, some describe it, that drop your nuts movement, drop your nets movement moment. Yep. When like Peter, you depart from your Lord from a sinful man, conversion, conversion happens, but then there has to be the ongoing formation that's lifelong. Right. And, uh, um, you know, I, which when you look at uh, like you look at any good marriage, that that dynamic is at play where a husband and wife are still learning how to love one another and stretching themselves and how to love one another and then responding to what they find in, in their spouse. And so in the same way, and, and good friendships are the same way um, and good, uh, good disciplines in terms of like whatever your avocation is, right? you know, if you're a welder, if you're an engineer, if you're a doctor, if you're an accountant. Um, you're still like learning these things and stretching yourself to respond to them. And it's the same thing in the spiritual life because the spiritual life is a endeavor for human beings. Right. Right. So again, kind of going back to what we said earlier, wherever you're at in your spiritual life, wherever you're at in your knowledge of the, the truths of the faith, keep growing. Yeah. Keep seeking to deepen your prayer life. Keep seeking to deepen your knowledge and ask the Lord to give that to you. And that will wrap us wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us at sfdiocese uses the hashtag Ignition with any thoughts or questions for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.